All right, still to come, we have David Computer at the top of the hour. Also, in the next hour, of the former governor of the state of New York, George Pataki. First, though, the former supervisor of the town of Riverhead and, indeed, running for a uh, assembly seat in the state of New York, 2nd District. Uh, you know her well, Laura Jen Smith. Nice enough to give us a couple of minutes. We say a very uh, good hello to you and hope everything is well with you as well. Good morning. Yeah, every everything's going going well. A little little hot the past couple of days, but other than that, everything's going well. Better than fast forwarding into into the fall uh, slash winter, and here we go again with uh, chilly, chilly temps. We'll take this. But uh, uh, you're having an interesting time these days. Uh, you know the uh, assembly seat and everything else. Uh, give me uh, give me a little bit of the mindset. Uh, a tough race you lost as far as the supervisor uh, to get another term. Uh, what were you thinking about as far as the assembly seat? Obviously, you still had some skin of the game, so to speak. Still had the passion and everything else. Uh, give me the thought process there. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 you know, it was disappointing to lose the the supervisor race, but I ran with with the intention of trying to make my community better and to make my community stronger. Um, and I, I threw my hat in the ring for the assembly seat. I just uh, got through my primary, which with a seventy six percent voter rate in support of me. So I was very happy to see that and see the support of the community uh, come out for me on that race. So I'm on to to you know get out and talk to people and, and put my issues forward to, to run for the assembly seat. What's on the agenda for, for Laura Jen Smith? What do you hope to accomplish here? If you get through uh, November, Laura, and you head up there to Albany, uh, what's on the top of the charts for you as far as uh, accomplishments? What do you hope to correct? Uh, you, most likely you could be part of a big majority there. What do you, what do you hope to do over there? I mean, I'm really looking to go up and be a strong voice for Long Island. You know, for, for far too long, we've kind of um, had a lot of legislation coming out of New York City that was really geared to things that were going on in the city and not necessarily what is actually happening on the ground here uh, in Long Island. You know, for, you know, we send almost between us and West Chester, we're sending 30% of the revenue up to the capital, and they have a $178 billion budget there, and we're not necessarily getting our fair share back here on Long Island. So I'm really looking to go up there, work with the other legislators from the area, maybe a, a sort of a suburban caucus, to make sure that we get our fair share back here, whether it's for school, school districts, uh, we know the roads on 25 and 25A are, you know, are in need of, of repair, and that has gone by the wayside, and our representatives that are there now have not championed that cause for us out, out here. And I also think we need to work hard to bring back jobs here. We know at the state level they've pumped a ton of money into Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Billions up there to create jobs, and I think we we need the same thing and the same strong voice to bring that kind of dollars back here to Long Island, so that we're not losing people, you know, down south or the kids that we pay for, you know, to go all through school have to you know move out of state just to be able to survive. We need to make this a, a, an area that you know working middle class people have the ability to stay here and to live here and to live a decent life and not be you know constantly you know looking to go somewhere else because they can't afford it here well that's a good point we've been talking about jobs keeping kids here and whatnot very tough to do people leaving the state in droves uh and especially with this pandemic right now 
You know, you look what's going on and deficits galore in each county. They're trying to correct that. There's no sales tax revenue. How mm-hmm. how does uh, the district uh, that you would represent, the county, uh, how do they get its footing back? I mean, how, how can it be done uh, to try and balance it all out, in your opinion? Well, I mean, I think New York has done a terrific job about, uh, you know, with keeping the virus numbers down and, and, and really getting a handle on COVID. But we need to, we need to start, you know, opening up as we're doing and we need to go out and, you know, support our local businesses in the area. I think it's gonna, we're all in this together and it's going to be a community, community effort to get it done. I think at the federal level, we do need to see an infusion into, into the states, into the local municipalities. But this is where my experience comes in also. Having been on a school board as a president, and I've worked on budgets. Having been a town supervisor, I've crafted the budgets there. And I realize that you have to go line by line by line to see where you can have some savings to tide, tide us over till the revenue starts generating back up. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough task. You know, there's no way to sugarcoat uh, the lack of revenue that we have coming in. But, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a, an arduous process to get back where we need to be. But it needs to be done, and we need to do it in a fair, equitable way. You brought up the schools. We'll combine it with COVID. So the governor making the announcement, and pretty much, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. Districts have to have a plan. Numbers are low uh, right now at this point in time. You feel good about schools uh, opening it up in September? You know, it, it's really a tough call. You know, the, there's the space issue. I think that's that's the number one. But I think one of the other difficulties with it is going to be busing. You know, you have typically you have three kids on a bus. We live in an area that most of the kids are bus bus to school. So you know, and the there's you know normally typically what a school district does is they do one run for the for the junior high and high school and another run for the elementary school. And to try and get people in shifts, I think is going to be a really big challenge. Uh, for schools to navigate. And, you know, on the other hand, I think not having kindergartners through first graders uh, and third and fourth grade uh, there to learn at school is is really going to be a setback for their education. So, you know, without having a definitive answer, whether we're opening or not opening is, is... is a rough spot for for districts to be in this at this point, um, but health and safety needs to come first, uh, and the decision will be made as we get closer. It's you know I don't think anybody has a crystal ball at this point to figure where we're going to be at, and what we see going on in other states is, is scary at this point. So we need to be vigilant about uh, about how we handle this. The state uh, that's facing a massive deficit, and we've spoken to a lot of school officials. In the last couple of weeks, they don't even know how to kind of go about their business right now because they don't know what kind of cuts could be coming their way. That's a whole other issue, right? Oh, ab- absolutely. But, you know, I think that, that the education of our students has to be a priority. You know, government is about priorities. The money is going to be spent from Albany, and where is it going to be spent? You know, this is, this is where the priorities are determined. I think school needs to be uh, a priority. Talking with Laura Jen Smith, she is running for the uh, second uh, district, uh, New York State Assembly uh, seat. COVID numbers, Laura, are uh, low, thank goodness, uh, on the island in and around uh, as compared to other parts of the country. Why do you think New York's having kind of a steady flow right now as compared to the rest of the nation? 
I mean, I think New York has done a terrific job. I think the, the, the residents of the state of New York have taken this very seriously. You know, we go out, I see everybody wearing their masks. You know, everybody's socially distancing. People are not having large gatherings uh, here. And I think that, that people have taken this seriously and heeded all the, the advice on how to keep the numbers low, and, and they've done that. You know, I, I talk to people that, that live in other states, and, um, you know, they're telling me that they're going out, and, and very few people are wearing masks and, and abiding by the recommendations uh, to keep the numbers low. So I think we've done a great job here. I think, you know, we need to stay the course on that. I think people realize that, and, and I think we should all be very proud of, of the numbers that we have here and that we've, we've tackled this together, and, and together we can make sure that we keep our numbers low. It's good stuff. I know they're testing a lot of people. Uh, it's the results I'm concerned about is getting the results in in a timely manner. You think there could be a turnaround in that regard? Uh, you know, I hope th I hope so. I think that this has been, um, I think it could have been managed better at the federal level. I think having a federal response to testing uh, that was, was sort of standardized across the states, I think would have been uh, a much better approach for, for the country. I think uh, guidelines that, that everybody could follow, uh, depending where they, they are in the numbers, um, I, that didn't happen. I would still like to see that, that I don't think we can throw up our hands and say that it's never coming. I think we need to take a good look at it and at a federal level and have a federal response to this, you know, with states, you know, bidding against getting PPEs and, you know, having the tests and having the reagents for the test. I, I don't think that's the way to handle a health crisis. I think we can do a much better job as a country uh, with lowering our numbers all across the board. One of the big topics, of course, across the nation and the state, you know, defunding police, uh, trying to uh, quell the violence in and around the nation. New York has seen its share within the city. Uh, you know, we talked about it uh, many weeks ago, the slashing of 50A, the repeal. Uh, it's been a hot topic back and forth. Where are you at right now as far as services to the police department, taking dollars off, putting in other areas, leaving it the way it is, strengthening the department? Where does Laura Jen Smith stand on this issue? I go back to I go back to that once again. You know, Long Island is different than than the city. We 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 have different issues than than the city has, and I think we need to address the issues where we sit. You know, we have a, a police force here. I think that works very hard, and and also our numbers are different, and the area that we cover is different. So you know, I don't think our police forces are are, are chock full of of extra police here, and I think the community when they call nine one one and 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 need to have somebody come to come to their house that that you know there's a lot of miles to travel back and forth, and if you don't have the available staff to do that, I you know I I, I don't know that that's what the community wants. But what I do know is that, that there needs to be um, an open dialogue. I think the, the governor's choice to have uh, police department, departments direct, address this in their department with the community is a really good step forward to be able to um, address the issues that actually occur in each community. You know, down out on the east end here, we have five separate police departments. Um, in, in, you know, further west, there's a Suffolk County Police Department. So I think it's important for the community uh, to have a voice in, in what's going on in their community themselves. Um, but, I, you know, I also think that, you know, it, there 
you know, the police, we, they, ha- they are in a posi- position of authority. Uh, they are a respected institution. And I think there has been instances that we have seen that there has been b- bad police officers. You know, and, and I think that it, it, that cannot allow to be, not be allowed to continue. Um, and I think that, you know, just protecting the reputation of the police department without addressing that issue, I think, would be a, a missed opportunity. You know, we've seen in the, you know, we just look at the example of the Catholic Church, you know, where where we had these bad priests in the Catholic Church that were harming children, and it became more important for the the institution of the Catholic Church to protect their reputation, um, and didn't address the issue of, of people that, of priests that were in there um, that were doing harm. Uh, to children. And, and I think that, you know, it became, for decades, this became an institutional norm. And I don't think that we can allow those kind of institutional norms uh, to happen at the, at the repu- to protect the reputation. I think it has to be about the mission of what the institution is. And I think the police are there to protect people, they're there to serve people, and I think that that's their, um, that's what they need to do, and I think they need to do that with community input. Remember conversations I've had with the sheriff of Suffolk, Errol Toulon Jr. He said it right. You know, it's about communication, dialogue. You got to get out there into the communities. So you got to get a feel for what they're thinking, express your thoughts, and hopefully that's how you engage. And uh, he's certainly been doing it uh, the proper way. Finally, I'll ask you this. You know, we, we see all kinds of races and interesting stuff. We saw in the primaries as we head toward the general election. Yours stood out, stood out obviously, for... Your opponent, uh, who you know well and vice versa, uh, a, a, a councilwoman uh, uh, under, the, uh, under the Riverhead uh, umbrella and everything else. Is, is that an easier caveat for you to kind of understand uh, the opposition? Is it better to know someone as you do with Councilwoman Giglio, or is it better to kind of go up against an unknown? I mean, does it? Or maybe it's just not even a factor in your mind. What about the aspect as far as the fight to the finish line with somebody who you probably know very well? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it really, you know affects things too much one way or the other. You know, uh, I'm, I'm running to serve the community. I'm running to be, as I said, a strong voice for, for, for this area up in Albany. Um, I want to make sure that we're well, well represented. I bring a lot to the table. You know, I, my background is healthcare. I was, you know, uh, a registered nurse for many years. I bring the, um, my experience, as I said, from the, from the school board and being a president in the school board and from being supervisor of town. So I bring a lot of experience to the, um, to the, to the table to ask for the community to elect me as, as the, uh, their assembly candidate. So, you know, I, I mean, it, it, it's good. We'll, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes along, you know, uh, in the race. But, but it really is about, about reaching out to the people in my community and, and letting them know why I want to go, uh, up and represent them and hopefully that they will, they will, uh, vote for me in, in November and we can get that going. And we will follow your track all the way to November the 3rd and hopefully have you on a few more times, uh, until that big day. Always great to speak with you. Laura Jen Smith, ladies and gentlemen, former supervisor of the great town of Riverhead, and of course, uh, running now uh, the Democratic candidate uh, for the second uh, district seat in the state assembly. Uh, Thanks, Laura, for a couple of minutes here. Always good to talk to you. Have a good day now.